Missing Gretel. You only love twice. Chapter One. A bit of crumpet. Albert Trollope squirmed and shuffled his feet, pressing his knees together. But this was no exercise routine. Crying out loud! Open the door! You've been in there for ages, and I need to pee. Gretel yelled. I've told you before. If you can't wait, use the buckets. You know what my prostate is like. Next time, I'll use your spider plant. Try the Venus flytrap. She opened the toilet door and glared at him. Use your date with death this morning. He asked. Why are you taking me out? That would be cruel to the neighbours. He mocked. The only thing cruel is being married to you. Suddenly, Albert found himself holding his wife upright by her ankles and dangling her head over the toilet. Don't you dare! She growled. Albert dunked her head inside the toilet bowl and pulled her up. I'm, <laughs> I'm warning you, Albert. You pathetic little. Her foul-mouthed abuse continued. Albert let go of her ankles. Her head firmly wedged down the toilet as her last few words turned to splutters. You always like to have the last word, didn't you, love? Albert chuckled as he left the bathroom before turning for a moment to look at Gretel's ungainly handstand. Her florid dress draped around the base of the toilet bowl like a tacky lampshade. Oh joy! The sound of Gretel warbling a tune in the front room shattered his tranquillity. He sat up in bed and yawned loudly before rubbing his eyelids. Just a dream, he chuckled. Albert hurried to the toilet to relieve himself. Good morning, dear. I just dreamt about you. He shouted mid-flow. Passionate was it? You could say that. I was holding you over the toilet by your ankles and dropped you headfirst inside the bowl. Well, you've always known how to treat a lady, haven't you? Albert pulled the toilet chain. I wouldn't know. Haven't been with one for fifty years. The reverberating foghorn noise from the water pipes drowned out his brave words. Gretel detected a smirk as he walked into the lounge. So, did you pull my head out of the toilet then? If I remember correctly, I was distracted by the microwave beeping. Oh, that explains everything. It was just a dream. Gretel pouted her lips in the mirror. Maybe I should find someone else to love me. Good luck with that. She threw a cushion at him before returning to the mirror. Mirror, mirror on the wall, who's the fairest of them all? He prayed that the mirror would answer back. She applied a second coat of lipstick to her puffy lips. What's the occasion? He asked. I always put my best lipstick on before a fry up. Albert screwed up his face. Now for a bit of music, she said. She jiggled over to the record player and gently lifted the tone arm, carefully placing the needle onto the correct groove of her favourite Carmen Miranda LP. The deafening noise of the song. Ay, 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 like you very much. Boomed through the flat. Turn it down, you'll perforate me eardrums. She ignored Albert, so he grabbed the newspaper from the dining table. And returned to his bedroom, 
slamming the door behind him before shoving some earplugs into his ears. Gretel gyrated her pear-shaped figure to the music and stomped fiercely to the beat in her hobbit slippers. She liked her fluffy Christmas present from Albert. They suited the wide gait of her feet and large bunions, and while keeping her toes warm, they trapped the odours of her feet. Shifting the weight on her legs, she pushed the balls of her feet off the floor and slid on some vegetable oil that had spilled onto the black-and-white diamond-checkered lino. Her legs wide apart, the involuntary split sent her crashing to the floor. It was some time before she regained her posture. The delightful waft of bacon, sausage and tomatoes sizzling under the grill soothed the pain of her stretched hamstring.